Yes, indeed, there is a war. Let us pray. Father God, you are the victorious one in the midst of this war. You are the, uh, the battle belongs to you. The war has been won. And we thank you, Jesus, for the faith and your faithfulness to keep us in the midst of this uh, outrageous and, and ridiculous and terrifying uh, situation that Satan has entrapped your people in, Lord God. They've all been snared, netted, in, caught in webs, caught in the internet, caught in the narratives of the evil one. And so, Father, I pray today that you'd give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to pant after you, Lord God, to understand uh, to understand the war, the battle, the objectives, the, what, the strategies of the enemy, that we would not be caught up in his lies and in his uh, mass, uh, you know, hurting away of the people from righteousness over to the cliffs, cliffs of destruction. I thank you, Jesus, you died on the cross, and Satan was not ever able to repair the breach that you made in his, in his madness. I thank you that that is the way of escape for all of us, the salvation, the blood of Jesus Christ, worshiping the one true God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you've given us power over all the power of the enemy. You said, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So, Lord God, let us use that courage and power and authority today that you've given us to bind the powers of darkness, not just to stand around and watch them tear us apart, but to rebuke them, resist them, declare them to be null, inoperative, and and void, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, for the promise that you've made to us that no weapon formed against us will prosper. So we pray divine covering, protection, uh, angelic escorts, whatever needs to be done over us, over our people, our families, those who work for us, pray for us, love us, those who are escaping from the grip of the terrible one, that you'd make them a, a ways of escape and bring them to places of safety and refuge. And Father, now we ask that we, we would speak as the oracles of God and that you'd give us um, your counsel by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. So we have an issue in this nation, in this world, and it's a very simple problem, uh, but it has thoroughly rotted through the fiber and core of our civilizations and existences, and that is the fact that we have broken the first commandment. Well, in Exodus chapter 20, beginning with verse 1, and God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself any carved image or likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. So there's a dividing line between who you're going to worship. Are you going to worship God or the work of your hands and the gods that Satan puts forth as um, his idols and his uh, sources of power? In Jeremiah 51, uh, 17, he says, Everyone is dull-hearted without knowledge. Every metalsmith is put to shame by the carved image. 
for he molded, his molded image is a falsehood, and there is no breath in them. They are futile, the work of errors. In the time of, of their punishment, they shall perish. He's saying that because we have been dull-hearted, we've been deceived, we've been uh, bought off by the enemy, by his t- tantalizing trickery, and followed the ways of the world, uh, and ex got out of, uh, uh, you know, washed God out of all of our narrative, all of our thoughts, um, we are suffering. And there is a reason for that. It's a very simple reason. We have turned to worship ourselves, worship the work of our hands. In Romans chapter 1, we have a pretty good um, description of this. Yeah, well, back to Isaiah chapter 2, verse 8, the land is full of idols. Their land is full of idols. They worship the work of their own hands, Mm -hmm. which you were saying, Marjorie, that that which their own Mm -hmm. fingers have made. So, yeah, and, and in, and, in and, Romans 18, he says the wrath Romans of God. Romans chapter 1, verse 18, mm-hmm. yeah, starting <laughs> there. Yeah. He says the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against the ungodliness and unrighteousness of man who suppresses the truth in unrighteousness because what has what may be known of God is manifest to, in them for God has shown it to them. Even the creation testifies to the, the reality, the truth the, uh, of God. His, his existence, everything, the creation testifies. The invisible attribu- attributes of God are clearly seen. But what has happened is Satan has taken the obvious and defaced it and minimized it, ma- marginalized the truth of creation and suggested and put before us these options to change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. In other words, he's convinced us that we are God, that we can worship the work of our hands, We and we've turned and worshiped and become the things we worship. We worship idols. We worship you know, sticks and stones and beasts and creeping things. And what has this done to us? This has ta- taken the light of God out of us. We, we are now deceived. We, we follow lies, delusions, um, you know, that's where we're at. We're really at the place where we have refused the love of the truth, Second Thessalonians, and God has had to send a strong delusion or permit Satan to present before us a strong delusion that we believe a lie because we have refused the love of the truth. Well, the results of idolatry are immorality, okay? There's insanity. And insanity, You yeah. read it, I think, earlier, Isaiah 50, 30, uh, Jeremiah 50, 38. They are insane with their idols. The land is full of images and, so and the result, with their idols. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. The result of the idolatry is um, Romans one twenty four. God gave them up to uncleanness mm-hmm. and the lusts of their hearts mm-hmm. to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie. In other words, we said, we don't want truth. We're just going to embrace a lie. So idolat- I- idols are lies. You they know, we, worship we, and serve the creature rather, rather than, than the, the creator, creator who is yeah. blessed forever. And, and so what happens, then what happens? God gives us up, verse 26, to vile passions. Mm-hmm. Even their women exchange the natural use for that which is against nature. This is lesbianism. Uh, likewise, the men leaving the natural use of the woman, homosexuality burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't even want to think about God. Yes. And, and, and even information that comes through many churches about God is so defiled 
It's that, you know, mixed, it's so mixed up. It's so contaminated. Mm-hmm. You can't get any sense of, of truth there at all. And God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So there is not only uh, acceptance of this and practice mm-hmm. of this, but there is the endorsement of evil and immorality. Well, the fruit is here. The fruit, the evidence of what has happened is, is in this in list of wicked things. <laughs> you know, and, but if you really stop and, and p- meditate, ask God, why? Why has it seemed like the Lord has left us? Why is there no help? Why are we just sinking deeper and deeper into the depravity? Um, and you look at just the, the news sources. You look at the conversations. You look at any place you want to look for news and um, comments and interactions. And there is no real talk of God. There is no real idea of understanding. We have gone astray because we have put other gods in front of the one true God. We have refused to follow, worship, honor God. And because of that, we've been given over to the depravity, the debased mind, the the strong delusion that we believe a lie. And so now what we're seeing in in the fruit of all of this wickedness that you've just read, we are seeing uh, a hardness of heart and an impenetrable um, deception the people can't even, they've lost their reasoning, their ability to, their common sense. They've lost their ability to um, hear the truth. They don't want it. Uh, I don't know if it's because they're afraid to consider it or, or whatever the stubborn res- resistance is, but it is deadly because if you don't back out of that mindset, if you don't get out of that uh, agreement with the lie, you will perish. Well, God said, in one of the prophets, one of the minor prophets, I'm thinking it's Amos. I didn't really prepare this, but um, he says that the days are coming when there will be a famine, not of bread or of, of water, but a famine of hearing the words of God. And you look at it both ways. The people were not, you know, were, we're not going to hear the word of the Lord anymore. Part of it is because they couldn't hear it or they refused it. And part of it is because it was not presented. Right. The, the pastors, the prophets, the priests did not bring the, pe- the people the true word of God. And this is what we have today. We have, like you said, a mixture. You know, we've got a mixture of uh, philosophies and, and, and ideas, uh, uh, vain ideas about God that get to be set well, forth even- as the raw truth about who he is. Well, I don't even know if we put God in the equation anymore. It's just like we're going to figure it out and we've got our science and we've got all well, our other chur- things to in the churches there's there in a lot of the churches there's there's mention of God, but it's such a twisted presentation because it's not for the most accurate. part it's, it's not, not an accurate mm-hmm. presentation of God as revealed in the scriptures. Yes. In Psalm 106, we and in many of the Psalms uh, and in Isaiah, we have constantly the same issue of God um, giving the people the truth, the people walking away from it, rebelling, rejecting it, 
then wondering why all the bad things are happening to them. And then finally the prophet comes and sometimes they listen and sometimes they don't. To come back to God, he says in Psalm 106 verse 3, Blessed are those who keep justice and he who does righteousness at all times. But what we say uh, in verse 13, he says, They soon forgot God. They soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel. They lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. So he gave them their request. They were they wanted the meat. They wanted the the luxuries. They wanted the whatever it was they thought they had haven't had in Egypt, and yet they rejected God. Um, they made a calf, a golden calf. We all know that story, and they changed their glory into the image of the ox. So God is saying, when you worship an ox or a golden calf, you change your glory, the glory of created in the son, as the son or daughter of the Most High God. You change that into a four-footed beast of some mm-hmm. sort, and you lose your di- divine identity, and we put ourselves beneath the thing we worship. So we become what we worship, and he, he warns them about this, and they forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things for them in Egypt. And so we see, um, uh, here's what they did in verse 34. They did not destroy the people. God wanted them to not mix with the people um, the, whom the Lord, concerning whom the Lord had commanded that they should, uh, should judge. They mingled with the Gentiles. They learned their works. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They even sacrificed their sons and daughters to demons. Do we not do that today? We're doing the same thing here in And America. shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of, the Can- of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood, and thus they were defiled by their own works and played the harlot on every, on, uh, by their own deeds. This is, this is the ultimate outcome of rebelling against God and worshiping idols, worshiping the work of our hands, work, worshiping demons and their lies. Well, we, we read in Exodus 20 about, he says, I am the Lord your God. There's only one true living God. And he says he's a jealous God. In other words, jealousy, we tend to jealousy, oh, it's a bad thing because they got something I, I, I want and I don't like them to have it because I should have it. That's not the idea with, with God. He is a jealous God. In other words, he wants the very best for us. He wants our loyalty because he knows that our loyalty to him is a safeguard mm-hmm. against all the junk that the devil has in this world. But the devil makes it look like God is a killjoy. He's a control freak. He wants everything. And we don't have any right to exercise our freedom. However, we do not understand the spiritual war dynamics, um, the rules behind the, the, what we see in the, on the surface. There's, a, there's, an in, there's an agreement that goes all through the Bible. Whom you yield yourself servant to obey, his slave you become. If you re- re- believe the report of the Lord, we are set free. If we follow the ways of darkness that are present, presented to us as truth and freedom, but indeed they are not, if we follow them, we will walk in, in the snare of the agreement. And so when we agree, and this is why, we, why God is so strict about this idolatry thing, he's, it's not that he's got to have all the worship. He's got, like Jerry said, it's a safeguard. When you um, yield to the devil, you come into agreement, you play with him, you use his assets, you use his solutions to your problems, you'll have to end up owing him. And God says, he's going to demand of you everything. So if you, and, and we say, it, well, Satan says, well, if you serve God, you know, it's so limited and you're so restricted and you can't have any fun. And 
freedom brings so much fun and God is so boring and blah, blah, blah. And that is absolutely not true at all. Following the Lord God gives peace and joy and liberty. It gives us access to him and to become all that he's created us to be, which is much more than a a, a beast or an ox or something that Satan has given to us. Well, like you think of idolatry, and I've been into other nations of the world where they worship elephants and snakes and monkeys. And they have gods, basically they got as many gods as you, whatever you got in your imagination is your God. And that's kind of how it works though for us. We don't say, well, we're not, we're not bowing down to a, a statue of, of a snake or an elephant or something like that. But what are we giving heed to? You know, what are the thoughts, affections, habits <clears throat> that control our Fear. lives? Fear. You know, if we have... What, what are you giving your de- devotion to? What are you giving your excessive devotion, I would say supreme devotion to? You know, sometimes we think, you know, a, a, a lie can be an idol because then we, we get lies pumped at us 24-7, 365. Mm-hmm. And if we're believing those narratives, mm-hmm. we're in a mindset, we have an image, mm-hmm. right? And that's, we're talking about images, likenesses, we have an image of what the world is like through believing the lies that get pumped at us 24-7. And so those that that narrative is an idol. That fear can, controls uh, it, us. It, it can, controls us. That, that, that lie, that distorted idea about life and God and everything becomes our idol. And what, what, uh, what occupies the supreme place, the first place. What occupies first place in your life? Is it your fear? Is it your job? Is is it your recreation? It, it, you know, it, your your pleasures. The Bible says in the last days, in Second Timothy chapter three, that men will be lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. We love our fun, our entertainment, our recreation. That is idolatry. We are in a very dangerous place because we have been in this place a very long time and we have not noticed the red fly, flags or the dangers along the way. <clears throat> Jesus said in, Je- in Matthew seven thirteen, by their fruits you shall know them. And we have not checked the fruit, although we see here the long list of sins that fully and completely describe most of what we see going on in the world today currently. Um, and yet we, we're still not uh, uh, concerned about um, about mending our ways and, and returning to the Lord. And yet we cry out, why God? Why this? Why that? Why aren't you helping us? Where are you? Um, Psalm 74, verse 10. Um, How long, O Lord God, will the adversary reproach? Will the enemy blaspheme your name forever? Why do you withdraw your hand, even your right hand? Well, it is actually in God withdrawing his hand that actually he has to do that to bring us back to him, to bring us back to our senses. And those who are um, brought back to their senses will see that we have strayed from the simple path of loving on and honoring and worshiping God. God is good. God is good all the time. And if God is not good all the time, he's not good at all. But he is made to be put in positions where he doesn't look good. For example, when Jesus was tempted by the devil <clears throat> to jump down off the temple and, and the devil says, well, God will give his angels charge over you to um, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus said in his response to the devil, very brilliant, he said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. 
we have put God in very difficult positions, tempting him by playing with the devil and letting the devil destroy us. And then we come back to God and want God to save us. But we have tempted God. We have tested God. They tested God in the wilderness. We're testing God now with our rebellion um, to see how far we can go. There, there is a sure dividing line coming. That the, the line is already here. You're either going to be for God or against God. There are only two kingdoms. There's not a third kingdom of me or myself or mental health or accidents. All things will end up in one of two kingdoms, and that is the terror of the, of the day. In that day, in the day God brings the day of reckoning, all of the, these things will be um, sorted out. And so if you're feeling like you're alone and abandoned and you have no hope, turn your hope back to God restore come back to the covenant of love jesus loves us he did not give us things that were too difficult to do he he said forgive love your love your neighbor love yourself love god forgive your enemy what is so terrible about these commandments what is so horrifyingly bitter and 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 undoing about these commands when satan says you can kill shed blood eat flesh that doesn't you know humans but god says I love you. Come back to me. What is our problem here? What is your problem? And why is it that we make excuses for the devil? Why is it we just let him go on and on with this narrative? Why do we keep listening to the lies as they keep being pumped at us every day? in and through the media, in and through the narratives. Satan has got to keep his narrative inflated in our eyes, before our faces, in our ears, lest we return, repent and return to God. If you don't turn to God, if you don't come back to the truth of who God is and who you are and what's really going on, you will perish. There is no other option. Yeah, and the Bible is very clear. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, Ephesians 5, 5. Revelation 21.8, it's very clear that those who are covetous, you want to have something that you can't have. You, 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 that covet, you want something so bad it becomes an idol to you. The Bible says that idolaters will not be in the kingdom of God. No, no idolater will be, have, has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. I didn't say it. God said it. I'm agreeing with it. Revelation 21.8, it says all idolaters are going to be in the lake of fire you know that so it it's like so we have a problem we're, we're mad at absolutely. god because god is not helping us but we have we, we have went to the devil's camp we've looked to the devil we've uh bowed down to fear we've sought safety in things that aren't bringing any safety we've rejected jesus's word Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Um, he who seeks to save his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will keep it. We have rejected the word of God. We have not been um, nurtured and, and, and raised up in the true word of God. And so we are confused. But the thing is, the Holy Spirit is still here. He is actually doing a mighty work in the earth today, if you've noticed. If you will turn away from the television that gives you lies and turn to the truth and see what God is doing, he is bringing a revival of, of truth. But it is time. You still have time to repent, turn from your wicked ways, see what they've done, look at the fruit in your life, look at what it's done to you, how it's crushed you. Now, I'm not saying that people who don't follow God don't have troubles because they really do because Satan does not bless the righteous. He is going to try to discourage the righteous and push them over to the other side to seek help and counsel 
and solutions from the enemy. However, it says uh, all those who, who uh, um, live godly in Christ Jesus are going to suffer persecution. All the righteous are going to be uh, refined through that suffering and persecution. But on the other side, you will get for a while the things that are pleasing to you, the things that seem to look like a blessing, but ultimately that will be the undoing of you. And so when the psalmist is crying out, Lord, how long, how long will the enemy or the adversary reproach and blaspheme your name? Um, why do you withdraw your hand, your right hand from us? Um, you know, uh, you have, you, why, Lord God, do we seek and, and be troubled? We have got to make a firm 100%, no turning back, no putting your hand to the plow and looking back, commitment, decision to follow Jesus. It is more important now than ever because our time is running out. The time of changing your mind and making choices and going back and forth is quickly drawing to an end. This whole thing could could wrap up within uh, days, within moments, mm-hmm. as, the, as the enemy draws in the net. To, to, to destroy the human or, population. Or it could wrap up for you within minutes. Right. You know, because we got no guarantee of an, uh, another breath of our life. So, um, yeah, this, this is really this is really life and death kind of thing. And it's just, and God help us to have people, what we need here is is people who will really proclaim the truth who will get, get into the, the Lord, truth yeah. and stand to the truth, not be just watered down by, you know, following the latest prophet or the latest pastor or the latest best-selling Christian book, getting into God's Word. Let God's Word get into you. Get the true revelation of who the Lord is and love Him with all your heart, not the image that you have of God. See, this, this is an idol. We make God after our own image, instead of seeing him as for who he really is. And the fruit is. of that is insanity. The insanity, fruit of that is immorality, in and the fruit of immorality is just absolutely destruction, breakdown of society, violence, murder, um, fear on every side. Listen, what we've got in our country, in the United States of America now, is the effects of idolatry. Mm-hmm. We've worshiped Rebellion. ourselves We've worshipped lies. We've worshipped narratives. We've 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 False put hope. everything everything ahead of God, mm-hmm. and this is the result of it. Here we are. Mm-hmm. We're kind of stewing in our own juice, to use an old expression. And so that, but there's a way out. Now is the time. Call upon the name of the Lord. Call have. It's time to cry out for mercy, mm-hmm. and to truly change to truly repent, to truly change our mind, turn our hearts toward him and, and, and let him tr- transform us and get us, uh, get us on the right road before it's too late. And in Psalm 79, verse 5 and following, we have the pattern, we have the recipe for restoration and repentance, and, we, and it is a prayer. How long, Lord, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? He's jealous over you, just like you as a parent are jealous over your own child, to do well, to be to be um, acknowledged, to do what is right, to bring tr- uh, truth to pass. Will you be jealous? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath upon the nations that do not know you, and on the kingdoms that do not call upon your name, for they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. Oh, do not remember former iniquities against us. 
Let your tender mercies come speedily to, to meet us, for we have been brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name, and deliver us and provide atonement for our sins for your name's sake. Why shall the nation say, Where is their God? Let there be known among the nations in our sight the avenging of the blood of your servants, which has been shed. Let the groaning of the prisoners come before you according to the greatness of your power. Preserve those who are appointed to die. Father God, we ask, Father, that this, this reproach, this judgment, the sins, the, the, the vile iniquities, uh, the death, the destruction, the pain, the agony, the, the confusion will be removed because we will re- be restored. Let the groaning of the prisoner come before you. Lord God, hear our prayer. Lord God, let your people, we are your people, the sheep of your pasture. We will give you thanks forever. We will show your praise to all generations. Lord God, we ask that you would forgive us. God, you are gracious. You are uh, long-suffering. You are not willing that any should perish. You understand the the terrible work and the grip of the terrible one who is intrigued, deceived, uh, lured, lied against us and to us. Father, you know all of the treachery of the, the diabolical works of darkness. You know the many people who have been caught up in his snares, his lies, his narratives, his intrigue, his traps, who have been put in positions where they felt they had no choice but to follow him. Lord, I pray now that you would bring mercy and the gift of repentance and the Holy Spirit who's been sent to lead us into all truth and righteousness to convict the world of sin righteousness and judgment and that the holy spirit will begin to do that in the world bring conviction of sin and a turning to righteousness that we will not be lost lord this is a great harvest it is the it is your heart your heart has been here all the time that this harvest would be great and would be gathered into safety and that you would be bringing us home safe to heaven that is your heart so we pray now that you would send your holy spirit to work mightily in the midst of individuals in families in cities, in nations, that the people, the remnant, will rise up with courage, with assurance, knowing that your word is true, that you do not lie, and call in the, for the mercy of God, call for repentance, call for the transformation and the revelation of Jesus Christ to take over where idolatry and fear has prevailed, that the revelation and the fear of God take over, Father God, in Jesus' name. We reject, Lord, the idols in our lives, those things that we put ahead of you, those things that have controlled us, those lies, those intrigues, those passions, those um, ideas that have come to us that have controlled our lives. We lay those things down, Lord Jesus. We put them aside. We reject them. And will bring us into the true worship, the true following of you, Lord, as the one true living God. We pray that you just tear down the wrong concepts, the religious concepts that we've had about you, Lord, the teachings that we've gotten that have been false narratives even about you, Lord. We just pray that you'd flush our hearts and minds Mm -hmm. out of the, flush those things out of our hearts and minds, Father God and that you'd give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that we would see your well, written word and we'd see Jesus, you as the living word, as, as much as we're able to comprehend uh, with our own spirits and brains now as to who you really are, yes, that we would follow you in truth and righteousness all the rest of our days. Yes, Lord, that and we that be cleansed through the blood of Jesus Christ and accept up, Lord. the salvation you provided through Jesus Christ, 
There is no other way to be saved except through the blood of Jesus Christ. And the word says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's Romans 10, 9 and 10. And Romans 10, 13 says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And I'm sure many of us have called upon the name of the Lord. Now let's be consistent and receive that salvation, receive that assurance. Ask Jesus Christ, as they say, uh, to come into your heart. Ask Jesus Christ and his revelation to explain to you, to reveal to you what has really gone on, that you will not perish with those who are being swept up by the lie. And so, Father, we thank you again for the mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit in and among us. Give us courage to speak your truth with boldness and not to back down in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And just for those of you who would like to check us out more, um, liferecovery.com is our website. We have a lot of um, information on there, a lot of books, manuals, CDs. We have a a YouTube channel. You might enjoy that. Um, And some of the things we're posting on there now are coming out of some of our uh, work that we've been doing with our um, Setting Captives Free, our conferences in Romania, all kinds of things which bring truth uh, and revelation to the people's hearts. So check it out liferecovery.com. Thank you. God bless you. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.